A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And welcome to part one of our Super Ball Sunday show. Yeah, Woo! Super Ball Sunday, because I don't know if we can say it the other way, but this is the what I believe they call the pregame show. So you're getting this a day early. That's right. We will have a post-game show as well, so don't forget to check that one out. But today, we're going to talk Civil War promotional artwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, Legion, the TV show, starts casting. Mm-hmm. We get a ton of production start times. And more. And more. Yes, so we decided to record this a day early to get this out a day early because the end of the show we're going to be doing some Super Bowl predictions. So it kind of doesn't make sense if we don't at least try to get it out before, you know, the actual Super Bowl. Yes, and tomorrow's show we're going to record after the Super Bowl. Yes, so. we're going we're gonna to react to the, uh, the trailers and the commercials as well. Yes. Because... You- uh, we don't we don't we don't have any beef against sports. Sports can be entertaining, but our time is usually occupied by other things. So Well, what, we, what uh, else are you going to eat those like your chips and salsa? Like you got to eat it during the football parts. Oh yeah, I mean uh <laughs> tell everyone wife, to shut up during the commercials. <laughs> the wife and I have been uh, already been planning like Super Bowl snacks. I mean, it's just like when it comes to the Super Bowl, like the football game is like the last thing that I'm like concentrating on. It's it's fun when I get into it because it can be fun to watch. Um, but I'm always just like, oh, it's just an excuse to eat all this trash, garbage finger food that's delicious. I get to drink beer and I get to watch these commercials and hopefully some decent trailers. So I'm so I'm looking, that sounds like I'm, every Saturday for me. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to the game. So what 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 are, what's on your guys' uh, you guys are hosting is that my understanding? Yeah, we're we're having just uh I'm, it's not even really hosting. It's just like we just uh we had a group of friends that decided to go uh AWOL on the Super Bowl and they decided to just go to Disneyland, but uh, we didn't really want to uh drop the ridiculous uh Disneyland uh prices uh just to avoid the Super Bowl. So uh yeah, we're just getting some stranglers. Um, not stranglers. I mean, you, you, so not you, stranglers. We're getting straggler. some stragglers <laughs> over, and basically, uh, actually, my wife invited uh, some people over before she even knew it was the Super Bowl because she's like got this really hard puzzle she's trying to put together, and she needs people <laughs> to help her because I'm awful at jigsaw puzzles. And then I was just like, you know, that's the day of the Super Bowl, right? And she's just like, oh, okay. Well, I guess we'll just watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> We're doing this puzzle, so we are the least invested in this game. <laughs> that that. That sounds about right, man. Yeah. Uh, so what's what's on what, what's on your menu? I want to know. Um, what, that's, that's what the whole thing's leading up to. What are you? Yeah, what, that's true. What well, are you the, looking forward to the most? Okay. Well, uh, the most actually, what I was looking forward to the most, I kind of had the other night. Um, I, I'm I love these things called haystack fries. They're basically like shoestring fries, like piled up. And the way I like them, you put like buffalo and blue cheese sauce on them. It's amazing. It's delicious. And I like made my own like last night at home. And it was amazing. So that that kind of got the 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 delicious flavor that I was looking for over the weekend. So that's out of the way. But I do have leftover buffalo sauce. So I'm probably gonna throw those maybe on some chicken wings. 
um uh, we're gonna make like pigs in a blanket and like spinach artichoke dip so it'll be good we'll we'll have some good uh fares over here on sunday what about you man so I am going to uh, my future in-law's house. I've actually watched the Super Bowl there for at least the last five years. Mm-hmm. Um, before I was even, you know, dating my fiance. Like I've I've been friends with them even longer. So um, I remember watching the Avengers, the first Avengers trailer there four mm-hmm. years ago. Like it, it sticks out in my mind. But um, we we're all, it's only gonna be three of us. Uh, my friend, uh, he's actually going out of town for a business trip tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just gonna be three of us there hanging out, making like food. I think there's white chili, pigs in a blanket as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm gonna make. Um, I got a I got a brick of Velveeta, right? <laughs> and I need to melt that down with some chili and some Frito scoops. And I'm, oh. it's simple, but it's, that's what I, the way I like it. It's my favorite amount of cheese when it's a brick. A brick of cheese. That that's the only way you can measure it. Like there's no other <laughs> way to. It's a, it, if it comes in a box, like you know, you got good cheese. Yeah. Uh, so. But I guess before we uh, we uh, move off of this little uh, tangent, um, yeah, I really like the food. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's, food. That's all food, I have to say. The food and the commercials. Like that's if if you don't like sports ball, at least get into that. Yeah, so. and uh, I guess uh, one little uh, PSA I would give to people because PSAs, public service announcements. You know, I feel like that's what the platform the show has given us. So I'll let people know. Uh, don't don't hate on the sports. You know, there's there's just as many uh, annoying uh, sports fans as there are like annoying like superhero fans. So, you know, you might not be into the sports, but you know, let them have their thing. You know, we have our thing. But this is a nice night where it all kind of mashes together. So, I'm looking forward to it. Yes, me too. Kickoffs at 6:30, but we'll talk more about the Super Bowl later in the show. Mm-hmm. Let's get into this news we got this week. Oh, news! Because we're a news show. What do we that, got going on? That's right, Captain America: Civil War. My number one movie I'm looking forward to this year has released several pieces of promotional art through the Disney store. Yeah, this is I, I mean, and this might be new, but like we this is like a drop in the bucket of images that we've had so far. Yes. Uh, so the first one I want to talk about is straight up showing the two teams facing each other off and kind of giving away who's on what team despite Mike's um, pr- preference not to know early on. <laughs> yeah, that, that was never going to happen. Uh, they've they've really kind of they're they're playing up the the one team versus the other, but there's there's one thing I kind of want to point out on this piece of art, the first piece of artwork here that has the two teams. Mm-hmm. There's no Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. but she has been replaced with Agent Thirteen. Mm-hmm. So I I'm kind of interested to see will this uh, Sharon Carter Agent Thirteen be taking you know priority over the Scarlet Witch how little or a lot is she in this or, or or what's going on maybe they're just trying to make it you know a, a nice even uh 6v5 or something like yeah. that I mean we've kind of we've kind of talked about this before where it's this kind of like complex task of you're having two super teams against each other but you have to kind of balance their powers you know like you know on Iron Man's side I mean uh heck you got vision i mean vision could like basically destroy all of these people and the whole point was kind of to have scarlet witch over there to kind of neutralize each other uh but the way i'm starting to see this promo art come out is it seems to like it's maybe kind of fluctuates a little bit sometimes there's characters in it sometimes there's not 
you know, sometimes Ant-Man's there, sometimes he's not. So <laughs> it makes me think that this is not very as cut and dry as all the promotional art thinks it's going to be. Like, I feel like there is going to be, like, one fight in the movie where they're all kind of going at each other. I don't know if that's going to be in the middle or at the end or where that pops up. But I feel like it's just not so cut and dry because, I mean... It, it's going to be an issue of basically these heroes registering their identities. And I feel like, you know, people are going to be kind of iffy about it. And, you know, they're going to be all over the place. So I'd like to see maybe these sides kind of switch a little bit. I think that would be kind of cool. And I still don't think uh, Panther is going to be so hardcore on Iron Man's side. I still feel like he's a free agent, but they just need to put him somewhere. So maybe just at the beginning of the movie, he's on Iron Man's side, you know? Yeah, I I feel yeah. So a couple things. This isn't about registering your identities anymore. The movie is not about the same thing the comic book is. It's about working for the government. Like, will they be government agents or not? Well, um, well I would I would assume that comes down to a registering identities as well. But but it's it's kind of like the same thing. It's just like, well, are you going to be a superhero on your on your own uh, terms or on like somebody else's terms? Yes and no, because in the the cinematic universe, there are no secret identities, really. Like that's true. I mean, at the beginning, Iron Man one set that up like him saying, "I am Iron Man." Yeah, I mean, we we kind of threw that out the window. Yeah, we did kind of abolish the secret identity with a with a Winter Soldier too, when kind of Black Widow got outed and everything. So yeah, I guess I guess that's true. But either way, it's just like. You, you're going to be a hero on yeah. your own terms or a hero on, like, you know, a government body's yeah. terms. Yeah, be on, get on the payroll is kind of what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you're right. I think they're, they're, not, they're not set in stone, especially Capside, because I think he has, you know, two more people that we don't see uh, a lot. And that's Ant-Man and uh, the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, and um, we still haven't seen Spider-Man yet. We have no idea where this kid is supposed to go or what he's supposed to do. That's very true. No Spider-Man. But I think you're you're right. It comes down to only two people really have powers, and that's the Vision and Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is kind of just a human with remarkable abilities mm-hmm. uh, to a point. So I, I kind of want to see uh, where, where those two are going to think. I don't think the Vision's going to be in it nearly as much. I think he's just a cool poster piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still don't think he's going to be in it nearly as much, simply because... In Age of Ultron, he's very, like, pacifistic. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to fight, but I have to kill Ultron. Yeah, I so, got gotcha. But, uh, yeah, without Thor and Hulk, it's going to be an interesting battle to see them all kind of take it down to a kind of a street brawl, almost. Yeah. Um, but not only that, later this week, uh, Facebook has had this big thing this week called Friends Day, which <laughs> yeah, it's, so- like, it's like a stupid Hallmark made-up holiday or something that Facebook is now making up. And everybody got their own... Pr- like customized video and blah 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 but captain america went one step above and they created the same video uh for captain america kind of highlighting all his people that have been in the movies over the years and at the end it's him and iron man and they tear the photo in half (laughs) yeah i thought that was pretty funny so i i'm glad they kind of i mean that's something i imagine deadpool would do actually more so than Mm -hmm. civil war but i'm glad that they're kind of having a little fun with that on on that that day, like getting ahead of the ball and and making that happen. Mm-hmm. So, but other than that, Civil War is my still my my biggest movie I'm looking forward to this year. I think it has the most potential. There is a train running. Yeah, I think the train. I think the train place. agrees with you. <laughs> uh, it get on the Civil War train, toot toot, baby. <laughs> oh man, nice oh. segue, train. Good job, thanks, train. 
Where's mm-hmm. the next station on that on that stop? Well, that next station stops at the first movie of next year from Marvel, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume <laughs> 2. Thanks, Train. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Train. Now get out of here. We're recording a show. We got business to do. So the first behind-the-scenes photo has come from James Gunn uh, for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Mm-hmm. It's not much. They have not begun actual filming on those sweet 8K cameras we've talked about so many mm-hmm. times. But it's got the actors who play Gamora, Star-Lord, Drax, and the stand-in for uh, Rocket and Groot <laughs> um, all together rehearsing their lines in... I guess it looks like a like a stage rehearsal room, I, I don't, like a gymnasium for kids or something like that. <laughs> um, but they're they're re- doing the rehearsals, they're doing the script reading. A lot more is going to come from this as as they get behind the camera, and I'm really excited to see where Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two takes us. How crazy that can be. Uh, how how far are they going to let James Gunn get into the cosmic side of Marvel? Mm-hmm. But also, how are they going to bring them back to Earth for? infinity war if they show up in it yeah i mean that's one of the i mean that's one of the nicer things i mean i've complained that you know marvel kind of sets all of this stuff up uh way too soon and we know exactly where all these movies are going you know with all the titles announced like in that one that one it was a it was a magical day when we got all those announcements but then at the same time all the speculation which is my favorite part of this whole thing kind of went away but now you can kind of start thinking about more of the nuanced things like well how do the guardians make it into the infinity war how does this all mesh together so yeah i'm looking forward to that too but i also really like that uh james gunn is just so awesome about sharing this stuff i don't follow a whole lot of the the marvel directors on instagram but uh even if they are but i do follow james gunn and he's always posting stuff up so he's it just it just seems like a movie he really really cares about you know yeah he's he's really passionate about everything he does and Mm -hmm. uh like I've he's he's a big on those like Facebook live videos. He likes to do those a couple times a week. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll catch him and watch him and he's answers questions. He he works with the fans, really. Mm-hmm. Like he he's a director for the fans and that's awesome. Yeah, it's like I'm not saying the other directors um at the studio don't put in just as much work and vision, but I feel like James Gunn is really just like Guardians kind of catapulted my career and I have a lot to think of it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and and he just he he's a personality in and of himself. Uh, mm-hmm. Most directors, you know, you can't find Steven Spielberg on Twitter. Like, <laughs> you're not gonna hear him uh, get like talking about the world and stuff. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, what we don't see pictured in that image, but the next one is the first image of the Awesome Mix Volume Two for this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did see this at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. Um, but I, th- and I think honestly, that's where this image is taken from because it looks like uh, Chris Pratt still in his star Lord outfit, mm-hmm. but, um, they're going to be taking that Sony Walkman, the orange headphones and awesome mix volume two and just rolling with it in this because I can't wait to hear what those songs are. Yeah, and it's so funny because it's such a big deal, and usually the soundtracks for a movie aren't a big deal, but uh, James Gunn really uh, weaved the story around this soundtrack, and I remember we were listening to this soundtrack nonstop for probably Mm. a good month 
before the movie even came out. So we knew the songs like the back of our hand. Like I knew the I knew the track order like like no other. So it kind of actually uh, was a little weird to get used to the movie because I was just like, wait a minute, this song doesn't pop up yet on the on the soundtrack until later. Why are they using it now? And then some socks some songs would come in for only maybe like twenty seconds and then they'd be gone. And I'd be like, oh, I like this song. I want to hear the rest of it. So it's kind of like a double edged sword. Like when that. Um, when that mix comes out, I don't know if I'll necessarily listen to it as hardcore before the movie comes out. Because you're going to get spoiled. Yeah, like, maybe. Spike, but not spoiled, but like spoilered. Mm. Possibly. I don't know. And you brought up a good point. Like um, the Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon shows has been on, uh, uh, I guess, Disney XD for a while now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if there's a full season or not, but they, they've mix they've been in the ultimate spider-man show the avengers assemble show and they got their own show and they they entered marvel introduced something called the cosmic mix volume one mm-hmm. and uh it's got a lot of songs from that era uh that kind of mix in with the original uh i guess awesome mix mm-hmm. um, but how many of these songs do you think any of these songs will carry over to the movie or or do you think they're just used for the tv show which isn't set in continuity after it begins yeah i mean it wouldn't it wouldn't be a, a bad idea i like um you know i like some of these songs on here you know we got like the boys are back in town uh we got don't stop me now from queen i would love to get some queen on that second uh soundtrack of guardians of the galaxy but i think this is just kind of a good indication of just like um it's kind of it, it's it's gonna be well crafted because even like a soundtrack for the animated show is pretty good so i feel like we're we're in store for some good stuff you know yeah, no, totally. I, I actually, uh, I think eleven of these twelve songs are on Spotify, and I made a playlist just like I did for the you know the first one, mm-hmm. and uh, I like listening to it occasionally. Like it, it's really good. I think my uh, the one song that's the weirdest to me is called "Funk Funk" by Cameo. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that is a trippy song to listen to, to nonetheless. But but the rest are awesome. Uh, Rocky Mountain Way, you know. Uh, I will survive, of course. We all know that one, but uh, great stuff, great stuff. Guardians yeah, I, of the. I feel like yeah. we should uh, try to catch the animated show. I mean, I I don't think I've seen any episodes. Uh, I feel like this is something I might wait until it hits on Netflix, and then I'll just like watch them all and binge watch them. But I'm curious if they actually use the songs in the cartoon show. I I can confirm that they do. They watch this in the comic book store occasionally. Like this will be on. Mm-hmm. And they'll have they'll have these songs playing over certain parts of some episodes. Oh, that's awesome! That makes that makes it even better. Yeah, I got to catch that cartoon show. Yeah, uh, my recommendation, if you guys are interested in the cartoon show, is start with Ultimate Spider-Man, mm-hmm. then Avengers Assemble, and then Guardians because they gotcha. they all tie together, and there's like you feel how they come together a little better that way. Um, I've watched all of Ultimate Spider-Man up to I think the latest season, and it's a really good show. So totally, oh good, totally agree with that. Uh, one of the characters I don't know who has made it into the show is Daredevil. He mm-hmm. exists kind of on his own plane, um, and by that I mean the Netflix shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are we got our a new image for the upcoming season two of just the his glasses, his red tinted glasses, uh, broken. Whatever that means, <laughs> uh, we get we get a lot of these kind of cryptic imagery. Uh, from the Netflix uh, uh, side of things, especially with Jessica Jones, we got a lot of those. Uh, uh, we got a lot of. I remember we got a lot of those videos where she's just like smashing alarm clocks and breaking jukeboxes, but you never really saw her face. So this, this kind of is along the same lines. It's just like a little minimalistic picture. Yeah. So it's his glasses broken. I think uh, it means like as uh, 
that the Punisher is going to find out who he is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to come back to haunt him. Or maybe Elektra, uh, since he has a history with Elektra in, in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, yeah, I just think he's going to get beat up as Matt Murdock uh, once in this, maybe. I don't know. I always love, you know, on rewatching the show um, last month, I, I always loved his glasses in the show. The way they made them feel like they were kind of like an animated part, but not really. Like, you could tell that it was just shiny metal and they had the right on it, uh, the light on it the right way. And mm. it just kind of made him pop off his face. I really, really loved the glasses. I can't, I honestly can't say that enough about the, the first season. <laughs> right. it's, it's really, it might be creepy, but but that's how I feel. But we are a little over, I guess, six weeks away from that. Yeah, uh, it's March, coming up, man. I, if I'm if I'm going to start my rewatch of season one, I got to start it soon. <laughs> yeah, uh, you just got to find time in the day, man. Uh, if you're going to do that and all those other cartoon shows. Oh man. Oh well. Oh well. The Force Awakens. You like Star Wars? Oh, I, I've been known to like some Star Wars. Uh, the movie is going to be. Uh, if it hasn't already, it's going to be uh, dipping over that two billion mark. They they did say it finally crossed two billion dollars. Uh, that finally did it. Yay! Go go go! Star Wars, clap. Um, and um, before it did that, they um, released a trailer this week for the Lego version of the video game for yeah. The Force Awakens. It's a it's a it's a clever little trailer. It's not a gameplay trailer. It's just announcement. Yes. So it recreates essentially the first trailer with the Lego humor that we've come to love and enjoy mm-hmm. with, um, the, with the gags. My, my, I have two favorite parts of this. One is the stormtroopers on the ship from the beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another little guy in the back flicking the lights on and off. And that's why the <laughs> lights are blinking. And, uh, anytime I hear the cantina music, I lose it. <laughs> so, so whenever, uh, the cantina music comes on, I, I definitely lost it. The link is in our, our, our notes. Uh, so feel free to go check that out. Um, but, it's coming out in June, I think, 28th. Now, the, here's where I get a little concerned. is It's one movie. How can you make an entire LEGO game out of one movie? Uh, as we've known, that they tend to make them out of several movies. Like, uh, there's the Star Wars trilogy films uh, mm-hmm. games. Lord of the Rings, uh, Harry Potter, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, even Marvel and Batman. You know, they, they've got a lot of content to pull from. So I don't know how they're going to do this. However, they did state that the content in this video game bridges the gap between episodes six and seven. Oh, okay. Uh, Do you have any idea what that can mean off the top of your head? (laughs) Yeah, I don't really know. It sounds like um, maybe they're going to be doing some canon stuff in this Lego game, maybe? I don't know. Like, it seems like maybe maybe we'll go on an adventure with poe and finn maybe together uh that'll just be kind of made up but maybe it won't be canon maybe they're just saying like hey guess what the next movie they'll probably be going on an adventure together so this is what it might kind of be like i don't know that seems kind of weird i mean i guess it puts a lot of trust and success into the lego franchise if if they're they're just like trusting lego to do like that kind of big stuff well i think i mean that i think that what you said kind of bridges between seven and eight this mm. is going backwards between Return of the Jedi and oh, Force Awakens. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I guess uh, I can't keep track of all these Star Wars movies now. Too but, many, okay. too many numbers. Yeah, man. I guess going backwards, it might be, um, it might be a little easier. But I feel like that's kind of stuff that they might want to wait to, you know, to reveal because mm. we want to know a lot about Ray's past. We want to know how uh, Kylo Ren, you know, Ben got all messed up in the past as a kid. So 
yeah, I don't know. Maybe um, maybe we'll have like more time with Ray before any Imperials land on her planet. You know. Yeah, I, I think know. I think I mean I can see how her planet works out into several missions in the Lego game since the the Marvel Avengers one's fresh in my mind still. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of want to see what kind of new content. Now my the next thing I think uh, Marvel Avengers is introducing DLC levels for the first time that I know of in mm-hmm. Lego games. I Means Civil War and Ant Man are being added to the game later. Because, you know, Civil War's not out yet, and Ant-Man is, like, a timed exclusive for PlayStations, which I don't have. So, it'll come to Xbox eventually, but, like, they're introducing, you know, more levels to kind of coincide with the films. Do you think that they'll put a Rogue One level or several levels into that game as well? Or do you think that will be a... They'd even think about Lego-fying that that movie. I mean, that would be kind of cool. I guess it... um... I wonder what's on the plate for Lego. You know, if, if they uh, if they feel like maybe they don't have enough production time to whip out a Rogue One movie, maybe DLC would be a good way to to bolster the game. I don't know. Either way, I like I think the Lego games are clever, but I just never get around to playing m- many games in general. And when I was playing the one Lego Marvel game, I just got frustrated with the controls. So I don't know if any of that's got improved, but uh, I-, I think it's it's cool the way they turn it and make it uh, make it funny and add the humor to it. So yeah, I'll, I'll tell you the new one definitely keeps it going. So uh, they're they're not slowing down anytime soon on that. Something, uh, I guess, not nearly as funny or fun as Lego games is the Fox FX TV show Legion. Yeah, we're getting some more uh, news on this. We talked about this a little last week, I think. uh, Yeah, yeah, we haven't really heard a lot about Legion since they kind of announced it. And we know that the Hellfire Club lost the showrunners, so that's it's not pushed back, but it's it's on a slower production schedule. But Legion has got us a new description and cast three main members of the show already. That's a that's a big deal. So, the description is, since he was a teenager, David has struggled with mental illness. Diagnosed as schizophrenic, David has been in and out of psychiatric hospitals for years, but after a strange encounter with a fellow patient, he's confronted with the possibility that the voices he hears and the visions he sees might be real. Ooh. Yes. So, uh, interesting. They, they they use David. They don't call him Legion, of course, even though that's the, the series name. Um They've cast this character, David, David Holler, as you know in the comic books, or you might not know, this is the son of Professor Xavier. Mm-hmm. Um, if they are going to use, they, they've also said that this show is currently not tied to the cinematic universe. Will that change? I don't know, but they can kind of do what what with it they want. Maybe David isn't Xavier's son in this movie or TV universe. Yeah. And either way, it's super easy to, to uh, pull out uh, mutants and characters because they haven't been too overused in the movies yet. So I don't yeah. think they'll have a problem getting, uh, getting some uh, powerful people in the show. Yes. So first off is Dan Stevens will star in the series as David Heller. Mm-hmm. And he's described as a haunted man trying to find his way back to sanity but he's getting tired and is about to give up when he meets the girl of his dreams. Okay. Okay, they did not said who that is, who this girl of his dreams is, but they did cast one of my favorite actresses, Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> she will play Howler's best friend, Lenny. Lenny has lived a life of substance abuse, but knows that any day now her life is going to turn around, thus making her an impossible optimist with a rough demeanor. 
That's a pretty good uh, get for the show. I mean, um, I was kind of expecting this to have uh, no familiar faces whatsoever and just being like just a crop of TV actors I've never heard of before or maybe they had been in like one random show I've just never seen. But, you know, getting Aubrey Plaza, who is uh, in movies now, she was in Parks and Rec, which was amazing. Uh, I think that's good. I think that's a good news for the show. Yeah, it's, it's a, like you said, that's a big draw. I think a lot of people will just tune in because of her popularity. Mm-hmm. And lastly, uh, Jean Smart will play Melanie, a nurturing, demanding therapist with a sharp mind and unconventional methods. Mm, all uh, right. w- a fun fact here, both Aubrey Plaza's Lenny and Jean Smart's Melanie are both new creations for the show. Oh, see, that's and that's uh, pretty easy to do with mutants. You don't you don't really have to worry too much about backstories. Yes, if they end, if they end up being mutants, I, was, I don't think they're going to be mutants. I think they're going to be the human side. But uh, if he does come into maybe like a mutant of the week kind of deal, uh, mm-hmm. they'll be able to pull some for him uh, to use his powers against. But yeah. Other than that, I don't know what Dan Stevens has been in. Um, I mean, it looks like, from what I just saw, he was in a, quite a few episodes, if not maybe more, of Downton Abbey, which is a very, very popular show with uh, with people that I don't talk to because uh, I tried to watch the show, and it's just like, it's such a slow show. It's like slower than Mad Men. So I'm sure it's good, but you kind of got to be really into that kind of stuff <laughs> to watch uh uh, Downton Abbey but I mean it's a critically acclaimed show so uh, that's I'm surprised I mean FX uh, X-Men TV series that's that's crazy getting these people they're they're pulling no punches to get to make this show you know have some names and get different audiences in there so I definitely mm. I definitely applaud them for that but sadly it does not tie into X-Men Apocalypse at this time mm-hmm uh, which was a really good segue, and you didn't even say anything, Mike. Uh, <laughs> oh, so, Chris. You, so the, you can't get rewarded every time. I, I kind of want to, though. <laughs> uh, so the first theater standee for X-Men Apocalypse is out, and this is, uh, was taken in uh, South America. Shows off 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 characters from the film. It's gigantic. This is not something that you're probably going to be able to buy from the theater after the movie's out and fit it in your house anywhere or your apartment. It's huge. It's cool, uh, but yeah. it's gigantic. <laughs> so it has um, the five villains. So you see um, Apocalypse and his four horsemen, uh, including a pretty good look at Angel. It looks like he has something running down the side of his face um, mm-hmm. that ma- kind of matches Apocalypse stuff. Uh, Storm, Psylocke, Magneto. Great. Then you kind of have the X-Men uh including uh, a suited-up uh, Mystique in her human form. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is uh, Quicksilver in his uh, armored form, Beast in his armored form, Jean Grey, and uh, Nightcrawler. All armored up. Basically, there's no Cyclops, there's no Jubilee, and it looks like they're about to go to a war. So I could see how the costumes might kind of fit the tone of the movie, where it might be pretty intense. But I've seen some people kind of... Uh, complaining that uh like where's like kind of the x-men look of them uh they were they were kind of hinting to how a negasonic teenage warhead is wearing kind of that new mutants kind of costume in deadpool Uh and obviously that's in the future so they can't have the exact same costumes because it doesn't really fit uh um, timeline wise but yeah i was kind of hoping we might get something a little bit more uh x-men-y and not just so much battle attire well since this is set in like i think 1983 that is the time to go bright, colorful spandex. 
Mm-hmm. Like the eighties are is like if you could pick an era to wear spandex and be, you know, not have people look at you weirdly. The eighties is the time to do it. <laughs> exactly. But in, instead, this movie looks like it could take place really today. Like yeah. by these costumes and they they're essentially more armored versions of the two thousand movie of X Men. Yeah, exactly. And out of, out of all of these people. Uh, the person that looks the most kind of like a comic book character is Psylocke, and uh, we have a we have another image that came out today of her. It's just uh, I don't know if it's a still from the from the movie or whatnot, but she's the only one that kind of has like a costume. So and she's kind of the real standout of the movie right now, just visually. Yeah. So Olivia Munn tweeted this photo um, yesterday, I believe, and um, it's just her. It, it is a still from the movie. And you can kind of see she's casting something off of her hands. Um, it could be her, uh, uh, I guess, psionic knives or katanas or whatever she has. But she does fit the role of her character probably more than anyone else here. Mm-hmm. Looks. And other than that, I guess the if we go talk about the Sandy, the horsemen all have very distinguished costumes. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, they're like they're armored, but they're colorful. Yeah, uh, at least they stand out a little bit. Yeah, so I mean, uh, Angel Archangel looks, you know, has its metal wings. Storm has her signature mohawk and looks. Psylocke's purple, Magneto's red, looks great. And then you know we get this another image of Psylocke, and it's just kind of mind blowing. Like, why do all the villains gonna look cool, but not like the heroes? Yeah, I, I really, I really want to know what happens after Apocalypse. You know, uh, I'm just curious what what storyline do they go with next? How much do they age these characters? Uh, are they going to change their costumes up a little bit? I, there's just a lot to be answered of what's going to happen in this movie, and that does make me excited still. So even though the costumes might be off, I'm 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 interested to see what's going to throw down in this movie. I, I agree. I I totally totally agree. It's going to be interesting. However, we may have to wait a little while longer because Brian Singer is directing 2,000 or I guess 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea next, <laughs> as his next film. Okay, <laughs> that's uh. I don't know. Is that like a project he's always wanted to do or something? That's a really bizarre thing for Singer to do. I, I think so. I think it's one of his pet projects he's kind of had on the back end. But, I mean, we, we kind of saw how Jack and the Giant Slayer worked for him. And by mm-hmm. that, I mean it didn't work for him. Uh, but I, he wanted to do it. They uh, Fox says, yes, you can do this next. So he's going to do that movie. I imagine it'll probably be very, very CG heavy. Yeah, a lot, I, a lot I, of I'm green kind screen. of picturing it in my head right now, and it doesn't exactly make me excited. <laughs> No, it really doesn't either. And I think uh, if he is to do the next X-Men movie, like we've kind of heard uh, rumors about him kind of sticking with the franchise, uh, he's got to wrap that one up pretty quick because, I mean, we need we need more mutant movies, man. Yeah. Like if if Fox I, is going to do them, they got to do them to compete yeah, with everybody else. I, th- I think at most Singer's got one more X-Men movie in him. I mean, it's great that he came back and reinvigorated the franchise from all the turds that they put out. But I mean, you just one director can't just helm one franchise just for eternity. You know, eventually it's going to get stale. You got to get in some new vision in there. So he's bolstered it back up, which is good. So now it'll be Fox's turn to pick somebody that won't make a turd like last time. So hopefully well, they'll learn from their mistakes. But I think that was true before they added in the other films, uh, like Wolverine, Deadpool, and Gambit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that having multiple films will allow him to work on the main story and, like, get in other directors to do the other ones. But, I mean, I think he's going to stick with it. He hasn't really done anything good other than these lately. (laughs) 
Yeah, so, but I th- I think at the most he's he's got one more. I just can't imagine Brian Singer directing like three more X Men movies. Like, you know, he, I'm sure he's gonna want to do other things. Everyone said that about Transformers, but by God, they can't put Michael Bay <laughs> down. Like they just can't do it. Yeah, like, I guess. Like that guy doesn't take no for an answer. I figured like they're like, hey, you're fired. And he's like, no, and then just walks out and makes another one. But uh, oh well. Have you been watching Supergirl? I I haven't, but I'm not I'm not writing it off yet. I just you know like we've said millions of times before, there's just too much out there to watch. I I've talked to several people. They say Supergirl gets better as it goes. That's mm. okay. It's not going to be on my slate anytime soon. I, I, I don't have the desire to watch it like I do other shows. Uh-huh. And I, I'm just going to go ahead and say that because I know I know where, my where I guess, my priorities are and it's not <laughs> Supergirl. However, they have confirmed that The Flash will cross over and appear on Supergirl on the March 28th episode. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's really exciting. So, um, uh I don't know if you have a total confirmation on this, but is it going to be so? Is the Flash going to be in Supergirl, or is Supergirl going to come to the Flash, or are well, they going to do kind of the, what they do? The with... Flash is going to Supergirl. Okay, gotcha. Um, because it's only they only said they confirmed it was one episode. The twenty eighth is, um, I believe, that's the Monday. Yeah, so that's the, the Supergirl time slot as well. Um, and that's that's kind of what they said. Like the Flash will appear on Supergirl. It's great because this isn't the same as an Arrow Flash crossover because the network owns, CW owns both of them. Uh-huh. Supergirl's owned by CBS, I believe. Uh-huh. So for the CW to let CBS borrow one of their biggest drawing characters is really good faith on the companies. And I think kind of opens the door to maybe more of this stuff happening down the road for you know maybe bigger film productions and other TV shows as well. Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I believe the the CW and CBS are, I think they're all owned under some sort of umbrella. So I don't think it's I don't think it's so much like NBC and Fox getting together, you know. Uh, but I think this, I don't know. I'm curious how this is gonna go. It's gonna work to the point where it's gonna get me to watch a Supergirl episode for sure. I'm gonna watch that because I want to see how it goes. And I almost think that's maybe not a good thing in the terms of Supergirl because we talked about this. Uh, we talked about this last year, you know, like uh, quite a while, a couple months back, where we were like, if the Flash ends up going to Supergirl, it's going to be because Supergirl needs the Flash. And I think maybe that's what CBS is thinking. You know, CBS is really used to drawing gigantic numbers. They're like the biggest uh, network out there right now. And they got this show, and they're like, we need more people to watch it. Let's get the Flash over here. So maybe that's what they're doing, but I think it makes sense uh, how they'll be able to write it in. You know, the Flash, they'll probably say that he ran really fast and, like, jumped maybe dimensions because they're bringing in Earth 2 and these multiverses and stuff, so maybe uh, he's going to jump dimensions somehow. I, I, it's, it's hard for me to imagine that maybe Supergirl exists within the CW universe, just, you know, a couple states over or something like that. So I think it's going to be some sort of dimensional crossing. See, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna go on on the thing and say it's in the same world because, I mean, the Arrow and the Flash and Legends of Tomorrow now have all hinted towards larger, uh, super powered beings, mm-hmm. and I think I I don't think it'd be that much of a jump for them to say it's in a different place because what happens in Star City and what happens in uh, Central City never seem to affect each other no matter how big they are, mm-hmm. and they feel like they're next door to each other sometimes. 
Yeah. So, well, yeah, I mean, I guess, but I, I think it just brings up a big, uh, a bigger question. Like, if they happen to be within, like, the same universe, same timeline and everything, you know, if, like, Supergirl ever wants to bring in something from the DC universe that the CW's already done, you know, they can't really do it without kind of, like, now, like, four shows all trying to make sure everything is continuity. I think it's going to be Dimensionally Crossing, but either way, it's going to get me to watch at least uh, another episode of Supergirl beyond just the pilot. So, it's working out in that aspect. And I think it'll I think it'll be fun. Like you know, basically it's kind of getting a Superman Flash combo that you never really thought you'd see on TV, but it just happens to be Supergirl and like a different version of the Flash. You know, you think they're gonna race kind of Superman and the Flash do in the comics? Oh, they be- they better race. <laughs> what's the what's the point if they don't? Yeah, that's maybe that's it. Maybe it's just like a big race. That's the whole episode. They're just like there's training <laughs> montages for this big race between Supergirl yes, the Flash. Yes, please to like fundraise to save a library or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Power Rangers. I don't know how to transition this. <laughs> nice Power segue. Is yeah, uh, I don't know how to feel about this. The the movie's coming. It's a reboot movie that still sits within the. Uh, TV series, but doesn't... I don't know. There's a lot I, going on. Yeah, I think the last we checked in, we didn't really seem too uh, excited about it or cared very much. <laughs> no. However, this week they have cast Elizabeth Banks as Ooh. Rita Repulsa in the upcoming movie. <laughs> Surprisingly, I think that works pretty well. I, I imagine her uh, very much in her uh, outfits from oh, the Hunger Games movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I, I don't see her being too evil. I, I don't read repulse is like some sort of caricature in my head. Yeah. I guess I after mean, all these years, but I, I, I see it working, but at the same time, I'm like, now I can't take this movie seriously. Yeah. I mean, I just like the, the whole movie is just, um, it's just nostalgia. The movie, like, you know, the power Rangers was never a serious franchise. Of course it made money, but it seems like they're definitely going to gear this more towards like, kids who used to watch it back in the day which means they're gonna have to slightly mature it and the show was never mature it was always pretty cheesy so like i i just don't really know how it's gonna work out too well i mean i saw that little short film that was made to make the power rangers more gritty and stuff but they could never go that dark and sell a movie uh but i don't know i just don't care i just don't care yeah i think you know power rangers is like the turtles kind of thing. I think it owes a lot to turtles coming back mm-hmm. because like you said, it's nostalgia fueled. Like mm-hmm. these, these remakes and reboots are all nostalgia fueled. So, well, I don't know. They're getting ready to start filming it. We'll see more as we go. And I'll, uh, I'll keep watching my eye on what kind of goofy <laughs> things they're doing. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> so this next segment is, we're going to talk about several movies that have been confirmed to start production very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're just kind of going to go through them. I don't have a lot of information about them, but I'm, we're just going to tell you what we do know. Yeah. So first off, Wolverine 3 starts production in April, filming in New Orleans and New Mexico. Ooh, New Mexico. I have some theories about that, but let's get through the uh, let's get through <laughs> the other stuff, and then I'll I'll uh, I'll say what I'm thinking. That's fine. So Wolverine 3 is starting pretty soon. I think that's almost as sooner than Gambit, which is really funny. Um, <laughs> Avatar 2 starts filming in April in New Zealand. Yeah, I wonder how many people care about that. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you even ha- know if it has a release date yet, so we'll have to we'll have to see about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, another sequel. These are all sequels. Blade Runner 2. Uh, we talked about last week. Dennis Villanueva is the director, not Ridley Scott. Mm-hmm. And uh, the production begins this July in the United Kingdom and Hungary. 
And okay. Like gotcha. said, Harrison Ford's coming back for that, so great. Alien Covenant. This is the Prometheus sequel. The one that confuses me. Yes. It begins production this April and films in Sydney, and this is the Ridley Scott film he's mm-hmm. doing this year. So he's in Australia for that. And Transformers 5 production begins this May. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess uh, if we go back to the only movie that we probably uh, care about, uh, Wolverine 3, it makes me think if they're, you know, I still, like, the only kind of lead that we've had on where this movie's going is Old Man Logan. And I think that I think that makes sense because we've we've seen that these kind of one-off X-Men movies are just all over the place timeline-wise. Like, it doesn't really matter what time it is. It doesn't really have to connect with all these other characters. So it makes sense that we could get an Old Man Logan in the future. I think that would be kind of cool. And New Mexico, it's uh, very deserty. A lot of the Old Man Logan book takes place basically in a wasteland. Uh, so maybe that's what they're going to do with New Mexico. Yeah, I, I, I totally could see that. And I think... Um as long as they can bring in Professor X as his companion, since in the book it's Hawkeye, mm-hmm. uh, I think that would be a great, um, I guess, road trip kind of movie for the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, seen as, you know, they, they, they kind of go together. And that'd be the great way to bring back uh, uh, what's-his-face as Professor X. I can't think of his name. I feel horrible. Patrick Stewart. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, these are all movies starting up soon. All of them are sequels. I didn't realize that till just now. Um, but I think that's my, my, my biggest one. Blade Runner 2 is probably second, um, simply because the first one is so unique for its time. I kind of want to see if he goes unique again or just kind of falls into the trappings of modern cinema. Yeah, I need um, to get around to watching that, that first one again since it was such a long time ago because I can't really speak intelligently on the movie yet. Yeah, so it's, it's definitely interesting. So there are your five movies uh, coming out. Great. Now let's get to the fun part of the episode, our Super Bowl pregame predictions. Yes, that's right, and we decided we are going to talk about things that we think might happen, but first, obviously, we got to get the main predictions out of the way. Uh, Chris, who do you think is going to win the, the sports ball, Super Bowl game this Sunday? So for me, I think it comes down to who I want to win versus who I think will win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... I have to say, since I'm from Indiana, the the Colts, uh, what's his face, Peyton Manning, moving <laughs> to the Broncos. Yeah, I'm really horrible at this stuff. We everyone's like, oh, we we follow Peyton Manning wherever he goes. Great, mm-hmm. whatever. He could go play for the Patriots, and people would still love him here. Um, but I like to use the Madden NFL game predictions where they put the two teams <laughs> against each other, uh-huh. and that the winner. And that is the Carolina Panthers beating the Denver Broncos 24-20. to 20. All right, all right. Um, I guess on uh, my end, I don't. I usually when I, when I go into these games, I just pick the team that I root for that's going to be the most fun. So if I see like a lot of people at the game are rooting for one team, I'll just root for the opposite team because it makes it more fun for me. So I don't really know exactly how that's going to pan out on Sunday. But I'm kind of leaning uh, Denver Broncos just because I, I kind of I looked up their their history and it looks like they've been to a lot of Super Bowls. They've been to a lot of Super Bowls and they haven't won a lot of Super Bowls. So they've uh, so it looks like they've made it to the plate and struck out many times just to throw in another sports reference. Uh, Got to get as much sports in this episode as possible. So uh, I guess maybe they're due for one. But uh, one of my favorite websites is uh, the website 538, 
which is a uh, kind of this statistical blog uh, created by Nate Silver, who's this really a uh, famous uh, political uh, forecaster, and he loves numbers. He's a big nerd, and actually, he's predicted lots of games and elections, and he's so popular that ESPN actually bought his blog. So he actually works under ESPN now. But uh, statistically, I guess with all of the numbers that he's thrown at it, he's leaning uh, the Carolina Panthers with a 59% chance of winning and the Denver at a 41. And I like an underdog as well. So that's all stacking up with Denver. And also you got the whole Peyton Manning thing because I'm also from Indiana and that's where that's where my wife is going to be rooting for too. But I've been known to switch at the last second. You know, I might just uh, root for the Panthers just to, just to make people you're, annoyed. You're- you're a turncoat, aren't you? you bitch. <laughs> I have no allegiances. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. That's kind of why I'm like, uh, that's why I'll, I'm going to sit there and just piss everyone off by saying Panthers as well. So, <laughs> since I'm trying to buy people who want that, so let's let, let, let's have some fun with that. But let's be honest here. We're not watching the sports here. We talked earlier. We're there for the commercials, the trailers, and the food. Yeah. So we got kind of uh, three sections here that we're, we're going to talk about. Uh, we have confirmed things that we know for sure we're going to be seeing at the Super Bowl. We got predictions, which is a pretty long list that we got going here. And then we got things that we are pretty positive we won't be seeing. So um, we're, we're ready to lay it out. So, confirmed. So, if you were going to take bets and take money from your friends at the Super Bowl, put your money on these movies having a trailer because they've been confirmed. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Gods of Egypt. Yeah, we'll have to see if that's any good. (laughs) We're not looking forward to that one. TMNT 2, Out of the Shadows. Yeah, man, give me some more funny hip-hop music. That's all I Uh, care about. (laughs) All right, I'm banking on seeing Krang on this one. I think they got to go big or go home. That'd be awesome. if, if they're spending if, Super Bowl money, they got to go big. Yeah, if Krang is in that trailer, I'm going to get Krang on our featured image for sure. So yes. uh, hopefully he's there. If you see that, then you'll know he was in there. Uh, the Jungle Book, Mike's favorite movie, definitely. <laughs> uh, he's had this on several lists over the past. Since our first episode, this has been on his list. Uh-huh. Uh, something he doesn't want to see. <laughs> uh, but that's there. Disney's also booking out Alice Through the Looking Glass. Another unnecessary sequel that yes. I never so, thought was happening. Yeah, so basically out of the confirmed, I only really care to see TMNT2. So I really hope the predictions really come through for us because the prediction section is where we have things that actually might be fun. Yes, so let's get on to predictions. My biggest prediction is Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. Marvel delivers their trailers uh, at the Super Bowl, and they are mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Um, they give, like Again, go look up the Super Bowl 2012 avengers uh trailer and you'll you'll see what i mean they they held no punches yeah i mean i have some things i want to i want to say about it but let's uh yeah let's cram through this prediction list and then we'll say what we're looking forward to the most out of them i think yes batman v superman dawn of justice could make an appearance mm-hmm. deadpool could show up we know he's at the super bowl we'll see how that goes mm-hmm. born identity born supremacy whatever the fifth born movie with, mm-hmm. with jason Bourne. And Matt Damon will make its appearance, is what we're predicting. X Men Apocalypse mm-hmm. uh, could could ruin the day, I guess. I, it'd be a good day. <laughs> uh, another world ending scenario: Independence Day resurgence. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll come back for us. Finding Dory, maybe something for the kids. Yeah, that I think that might be a little surprise there. Yes, Zootopia, uh, mm-hmm. definitely another possibility. The Huntsman, Winter's War, Chris Hemsworth vehicle, uh, a sequel that nobody asked for as well. Warcraft, the movie, could be coming. Star Trek Beyond? Maybe. And, and Fantastic Beasts 
and we might find them. Yes. So these are things that I, they might have a pretty decent chance. Uh, so we were talking about Civil War up, up at the top. Uh, last time we talked about this trailer, we thought that they need a really big summer blockbuster trailer. The first one was very emotional, heartfelt, some cool moments in it. But they need some sort of big, giant Super Bowl trailer of just fists flying, stuff going crazy, explosions, exciting music. Uh, that's kind of what I would expect if we got it at the Super Bowl. But honestly, I could see them maybe not not showing up with a Civil War. Where would you give us a Civil War trailer if not the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like, you know, because I can Super never Bo- I have a horrible track record at predicting <laughs> trailers. That is totally true. And the reasons I always put forward, Marvel's always just like, "No, we don't care about your reasons." But I feel like maybe they just might want to stand out at a different point in time. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> so, my my reasons, if you're going to the biggest event where two opposite forces are facing each other is the Super Bowl. Civil War is two big forces facing each other. Like the <laughs> yeah, theme is there go. for me. Yeah, I mean, it, I I I hope it's there. I want to see all of these trailers. I want to see the game cut down to two quarters instead of four, and then just more trailers. <laughs> like, so, uh, but flip flop uh, the commercials with the football like portions. Mm, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, totally. I think Civil War is going to land the Marvel. I think they didn't take. I think. Uh, uh, one year they didn't take it, and it might have been Age of Ultron. They didn't take it, but we'll we'll have to see what they do this year. I think I think we're getting close, and we've only had one trailer, mm-hmm. so that's that's my prediction. Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. What do you think? Yes or no? We don't need another one. Uh, I don't know. I feel like this is kind of another somewhat head-to-head scenario where you're talking about two movies going after each other, also, and also two characters going after each other. It fits the theme well, but we just don't need another one. Stop shoving it down our throats. Um, but that movie is coming out sooner than Captain America: Civil War, so it would make sense. And Warner Brothers does do like to go head-to-head with Marvel. I don't know. I don't know. So don't I'm gonna know. <laughs> I'm gonna bring some I'm gonna bring some facts into this one here. All right, bring it on. First off, uh, Warner Brothers DC have sponsored Crash the Super Bowl Doritos contest, mm-hmm. but they did not buy any commercial spots that we know of. Okay. Um, however, as of this morning, a new Batman v Superman trailer was rated in Canada. So it was classified uh, in Canada. Hmm. Okay. So it, maybe we'll see something here. It could be, it could be something. It could not be anything, and we could just get it in front of Deadpool, which is a popular theory. The movie, um, so I I can go either way on Don of Justice. Won't be surprised if it is. Won't be surprised if there's not. Yeah. Well, I mean, you were speaking about Deadpool a little earlier, and you had a thought where you uh, you're saying the movie's coming out so soon, it doesn't really make sense to throw down another trailer. I mean, we're kind of in like the TV spot phase of the promotion. So I think that Deadpool is going to be more of like a cheeky commercial. Like he's either going to be like doing something funny and he's going to be breaking the fourth wall promoting the movie in the Deadpool costume, you know, Ryan Reynolds in there. I think that would make sense. That would make more sense. And I think I would enjoy that more, actually. I've seen enough of the movie. I want to see it. I already got the tickets bought. I don't need to see more of it. But I think uh, something funny would be cool. I think you're right. And he is there. Ryan Reynolds is there. At, like we talked about, dress up as Deadpool, giving out chimichangas out of a food truck mm-hmm. at the Super Bowl. But if they, if they bring him in as like maybe like a hosting position where he like, you know, is talking to the camera like he did with Mario Lopez all those months ago. Yeah, something like that. Like it's not going to be trailer related, but he's going to make an appearance when we least expect it. And it will be funny. Yeah, but. So, 
on, on this list here, there's two movies that we said we would kind of put our money on. I was saying I was putting my money on X-Men Apocalypse because they've had so much promotion come out this week that I feel like it just makes sense because we need another trailer for them really, really bad. And, you know, Fox really needs to step up and show us how thrilling and awesome it's going to be. Uh, and you put your money on a different movie. I did. I put mine on Born Identity 5, whatever, the fifth Born movie, whatever we're going to call it. They mm. don't have a title yet with Matt Damon because that movie is still slated for an August release. We've seen nothing. Mm-hmm. And what a better way to announce the return of Matt Damon in the Jason Bourne role with Paul Greengrass returning as a director than give us a Super Bowl trailer. Yeah, that would be really cool. Uh, I mean, I think he's got, like, a lot of these trailers, like, in the first half, a lot of gravitas to them. Like, you know, there's not a lot of lighthearted just yet because people are still kind of getting into the game and, and getting comfortable. By the second half, people kind of care a little less. Uh, I think I think Born Five is going to be in that first half, and yeah. I think it's going to deliver. And yeah. X Men Apocalypse, like you mentioned, people forget it exists. Like it's yeah. being overplayed by all, like even Deadpool is like everyone's like, oh, what else is coming out this year? I don't know. X Men Apocalypse. Oh yeah, duh, we forgot yeah. about it. Yeah, and I, I and I think if we had to talk about dark horses on this list, I think uh, Finding Dory would be my dark horse. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna show up maybe with finally a real trailer. There's been like weird little teaser Pixar trailers that are just kind of the weird, and we've talked about them before. But uh, I think Finding Dory might show up. All these other kind of movies, I, I I don't really care too much about, or it's maybe too soon, or you know maybe it just doesn't fit in with the Super Bowl. But uh, I think Finding Dory might 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 end up cropping up there. I, I definitely agree, and I would totally be impressed if they did. Um, However, I'm I if I was going to put an animated show in here, it would be Zootopia. Mm-hmm. Uh, simply because I think it has a lot more to prove than a, a Pixar movie does. Yeah. Uh, Pixar that's, that's Pixar's got to sell tickets. Too. Yeah, it's in TV spot territory. That's mm-hmm. why I'm, I'm on the fence on it. Um, gotcha. It, I've they had they didn't have a trailer before Star Wars. They had the clip before Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So so maybe a trailer would do them some justice. I don't know. We've talked about The Huntsman, Winter's War. It's a sequel to uh, Snow White and the Huntsman. Um, I think this movie will make an appearance at the Super Bowl because, A, again, it has a lot to prove, like I just talked about. And um, the Snow White movie just came out of the vault uh, again this past (laughs) week. Uh, Doing some synergy there, I guess. I I honestly think Disney is going to pull that to their advantage. Now you've seen the Snow... like They'll have a Snow White animated commercial... Mm-hmm. Followed by the the Snow White and the Huntsman, uh, Winter's War trailer to say, hey, now you can follow what happened to the 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 Huntsman after he didn't kill S- Snow White. Yeah, I guess. And then I guess with these last three predictions, Warcraft, I I, you know, I don't really see that cropping up. It makes sense on the Super Bowl spot, but you know we just haven't heard anything lately. Uh, Fantastic Beasts, they're due for like a real trailer, but I feel like they might wait until uh, a little bit more. Uh, Star Trek Beyond, I feel like that has a higher chance of being on the Super Bowl, but I feel like they might also kind of wait as well. But um, I mean, yeah, I mean, those all have better chances in our Hell No list, that's for sure. Yeah, so I, of those three, I think Warcraft has been silent simply because um, Duncan Jones is the son of David Bowie, and I think that kind of his passing kind of put that down a little bit mm-hmm. uh star trek beyond a lot of people were not impressed with the first trailer they want a new one i think this would be the time to prove it fantastic piece needs to give us a beast i want to see the beast <laughs> ah. ah sorry I, I get a little passionate about that one because the title and the and the teaser didn't match up but yeah mm-hmm. hell no list 
the first thing on this list we're not gonna see. I'll tell you that right now. Daredevil season two, not gonna see it. We're not gonna get a trailer at all. Yeah, I don't. Cool. I don't think they have the marketing budget to purchase a spot for a Netflix show anyway. I don't think they'll. I mean, I think we'll get it the week before on Agents of Shield, and that'll yeah. be it. Um, <laughs> Suicide Squad just released a trailer. I don't think we'll get a new one. Nope. We yeah, that wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> Do you think we get a replay though? Uh, maybe, but I don't think it'd be during the game. Maybe during like pre-game or post-game show. Okay, something in there. Gotcha. Uh, Zoolander two. This is uh, one of my my things. I said it's a week away, less than a week away from the movie. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not going to put another trailer out. That's millions and millions of dollars for something oh. that people are, are already know about. Are, yeah, are and, well it's, aware and of. it's low budget to begin with because it's a comedy. So yeah, totally. <laughs> Lastly, Ghostbusters. I don't think we're ready for it. Yeah, and I think it's mainly because usually we we've been getting official kind of images of the characters. Uh, but I think we're gonna get a real poster of the Ghostbusters movie before we see a trailer. But I would be I would be pleasantly surprised if we had a Ghostbusters trailer. I would be surprised. And I'd be like, oh, this is cool. But I think we're we're still a, we're still some weeks away from Ghostbusters. Yeah, I think it's still got a lot of uh, I guess negative energy attached to it, uh, and not and it's not its fault. It's just people being stupid. And mm-hmm. I think it's it needs to have its own kind of release day where people can focus on it only and not a bunch of other things. Mm-hmm. So, but I, that is our Super Bowl pregame predictions right now on Saturday afternoon. Tell us what we missed. What are you looking forward to? I mean, there's so many movies coming out this year. We can barely keep track of what's going on. Yeah, this uh, last segment is very much uh, depreciating in value uh, as as the minutes go on because it will be out of date and people will be hearing us talking about these movies like, oh man, they're so stupid. There was only Zootopia trailers. I don't know how they did it. Zootopia <laughs> bought every single marketing spot and we had that stupid sloth scene that was funny the first time. Every single goddamn commercial. That, like, that, how do they not? How do they not predict it? <laughs> It's just that stupid ass sloth smile the rest of the game, <laughs> and you're like, you know what? Back to my chips. Yeah, I don't know how Zootopia got all that money, but uh-huh. uh, but anyway, look out Disney for money. part two. Yeah, look out for part two. We're going to be doing a post game show. We're going to be talking about the commercials and trailers. I imagine it's got not going to be a full length episode. We it looks like we got a full episode out of this uh, news right here. So tune in uh, to that. I think that'll be pretty fun. We'll be recording that as soon as yeah. the game is over. So you can either catch that Sunday night or Monday as usual. Yes, totally. We look forward to it. I look forward to it. I look forward to talking with you, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, and if everyone else wants to talk with you throughout the week, where can they do so? Well, well they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram. And as always, you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. I got a few in the works, so hopefully I'll be getting a, a couple out here within the next few weeks. Uh, Chris, if they want to if they wanna follow you, if they want to be familiar with your uh, musings, as they say, where can oh. they follow you? Well, uh, you can muse me on twitter at valdan <laughs> v-l-d-a-n yeah that's pretty bad uh you can also find me at comicui.com uh, uh we have facebook and we're actually launching an app pretty soon with that nice. pretty stoked for that uh, we uh brian has been working on it and i think we're gonna we're gonna have it up uh first quarter this year so pretty excited on that rad and if, you know, people who are listening to the show know where to find us, but if they want to tell other people where to find us, where can they find us at? Uh, nice. Well, as always, people can find us at SuperheroSlate.com. It's the best place to find our show notes and the links to all the places that we're on the podcast. We're on iTunes. We're going to be on Google Play soon. I've been saying that forever, but maybe soon. Uh, we're on uh, YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr, email, Facebook, Twitter. We're all over the place. If you're on the internet, you can find us somewhere. Uh, but you know, if you're a fan of the show, head on over to the iTunes. 
iTunes, leave us a review. We love that. If you're a super fan, share the show. Let's spread us around with your friends. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I did yeah. that. I, I did this last, last little segment a little differently. I thought maybe I could speed it up a little bit. You, you know, I like I, I like the I liked my older flow though. Maybe I'll you, go back to that. You did. You had more of a rhyme with the last one. And, and just <laughs> to clarify, the Google Play Music we are approved. Google Play just has not launched podcast support yet, so that's not on us. <laughs> gotcha. We're, we are there, people. Just hound Google to finally add native podcast support because iTunes we're on Apple TVs you didn't mention that because I mean it's still the same iTunes but you can listen to us on your Apple TV if you wanted to that's how fancy we are yeah why not why not so uh, yeah it was great everybody look forward to part two bye everybody see you bye thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe